I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are going to pick three numbers out of eight. And okay. they correspond to random questions. That's where we begin. Okay. Three, six, and eight. Oh, God. You're going to have to remind me about that. But three first. Okay. Three is easy. Rap gifts. What is the most memorable rap gift you've ever received or given? Ooh, that's really, really great. Um, uh, can it be like opening gift too, or is oh, it just wrap gift? Oh no, gift? I'm okay. I've never asked about opening gifts, so I'm happy. Okay, to kind of in the same world, right? Okay. Like celebratory, Ooh. thankful gift. I like that. Um, I on this movie actually, they gave us really great carry-on suitcases, which was perfect because it's like a travel road trip, um, which was really nice, and uh, I use all the time. And they also gave us stickers to put on them. So I have like an Alice sticker, the dog in the movie, and then we have the car. And um, so that was really fun. How are they not giving out Alice stickers at this junket right now? We're going to make it happen. I am Alice's biggest fan. (laughs) She's an icon. Um, And Ricky, the dog in the fighter, also an icon. Um, But gift I've given, uh, my character in Hello, Dolly uh, had a whole, my opening monologue was all about cherries and feathers. So I gave everyone white baseball hats with cherries on them. And people still text me six, seven years later wearing their hats. So I feel like that that was a, that was a solid one. I love that. That's one to be proud of. I can't believe I remember this. You said three, six, and eight. So six, six is, is wall dildo, simply because I just wanted to say wall dildo because I have an excuse. What is something you have hanging up in your home that might be seemingly random to someone else, but you love it? Um. Well, I don't know if it would be considered random or just maybe, I'm not someone that likes to hang like memorabilia or anything in my house because that feels, I don't know, just like, a different side of myself that I don't need to like, you know, confront every day. But um, my wife and I have a clapperboard, very, very small one in our home because we met doing a movie called How to Build a Girl. And so we felt that we had to hang that and we got to keep a small one. And so we have that. That's a beautiful answer. I love that so much. Also, it's our job as the fans to hang all the memorabilia from your (laughs) movies. My walls are just like peppered with props from movies that I love. That's fun. But like who has, I don't know, like a thing of cigarettes hanging on the wall. I do. Fun. Yeah, really. All right. Your last one was eight. Yes. It is Would You Rather. Would you rather have to fake sneeze or fake vomit in a scene? Oh, that is so hard. I, I do think that that's a great question because I think that like human visceral body things are kind of the hardest mm-hmm. things to act. Um, I'm allergic to everything. So I feel like I could make myself sneeze if I just interacted with something. Um, so, and then I don't like vomit, so vomit. That's so, I mean, that's so true, actually. I feel like all I would need is like a cat on set and I'm, then I would sneeze. I'm deaf. I'm the most allergic to cats person you will ever meet. We could have a whole podcast about that. I mean, I literally could. I, I carry an a- EpiPen <gasps> for cats. Don't come close to me. I have a cat and I'm allergic to the cat. 
That's a choice. But I don't need. I don't need that. We're I just not gonna need, hug. I'm I just sad. need eye drops. Um, um, yeah, I'm I allergic will, to everything, so oh I could make that happen. If I am I allergic to. to most things as well. Um, one follow up to that because you you brought up how sometimes it could be difficult to recreate those types of things. What is the what is the most um, like a basic everyday thing that is toughest to recreate on camera in a scene? Like things like like waking up, fake driving. Mm, driving can be difficult because you. Have have to like get the balance. I was lucky I didn't have to drive in drive away dolls, but the girls did. Um, uh, I feel, I feel sometimes like like being in pain. Like Ooh. you know when you stub your toe, that huh. is such a specific like force that goes through your body. Ooh. Things like that that are like really human are kind of hard to recreate without doing them. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Ladies Night with one of my favorites, Beanie Feldstein. You're one of my favorites. Congratulations on Driveway Dolls. Thank you. I was so excited to talk to you again. I feel like you were a big part of our Booksmart journey, so that's really nice to see you. What is the movie you saw, performance you saw, personal experience you had, you name it, that first made you say to yourself, I have to be an actor? Oh, gosh. I honestly can't even remember the very first one. I grew up obsessed with movie musicals. Um, but the first, the one that comes to mind is the most formative, which we maybe have talked about before, is Bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was the first time that I had I had really taken in uh, the nuance and complexity of how often in comedies, especially when I was growing up, the women roles were uh, like nagging wife or like daughter, that's angsty daughter, that they didn't have their own kind of comedic style or enough time to like develop it. And those women changed my life with that movie. I can't even pick a performance. I, it's like too hard to pick between them. Just because I'm always thinking about Booksmart and now this too, like you're going to have that effect on a whole nother generation <sighs> who believes this kind of stuff is possible because what you do in these movies. Oh, that makes me want to cry. I, I saw Bridesmaids, my like the last month of my senior year of high school. So I felt like it just kind of, mm -hmm. uh, it was that moment in that time that we go into in Booksmart, you know, that like final chapter of high school that Bridesmaids defined that for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, Caitlin and I get too emotional thinking about people watching it at sleepovers and then we just start crying. <laughs> oh God, I love that so much. And I know it's true. I know that's happening. Okay, so you decide you want to become an actor. I have two questions about kind of getting started in this industry, both from a craft perspective and then a business one too. So craft first. Okay. It's one thing to say to yourself, like, I want to be a professional actor. It's another to really believe that you can do it. So do you remember one of the first times when, you know, something just clicked on set and felt so right while you're acting and you were able to say to yourself, like, I have confidence in my craft and this is where I should be. My senior year of college, I, I went to Wesleyan University in Connecticut, um, the birthplace of uh, Hamilton, um, and the musical, by the yes. way, not the person. <laughs> uh, but uh, I... And my senior year, I, I, I did not study theater in college. I have a BA in sociology. Um, and... But I really wanted to be an actor. And so my senior year, everyone else was going to like job interviews or studying for the MCAT or whatever. And I was like, okay, I can I can try my hand back at auditioning because I really think I want to be an actor. Simultaneously, I was auditioning at Wesleyan sometimes for like school shows and stuff like that. And I auditioned for the school musical and I didn't get a part, which was correct, but I, I didn't get in. And 
I found out on the way to an audition for one line on Orange is the New Black. And Jen Houston, who's a legendary casting director, I had been in front of her before. And I said to myself before I walked in, I was like, it's one line. I was like, I can do this. And I think not getting the part at school, like really energized me kind yeah. of in a suki way in my character of like this kind of like angrier side of myself. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I like walked into Jen and I just did the best I could. And then I ended up getting it. And so that was kind of the moment in like the real professional side where I was like, I just have to set my mind to it. And I know that I'm capable of this and, and I can do it. But moments on set, I think it has to be Lady Bird. I mean, Lady Bird just like I changed my whole life and career and Greta's belief in all of us um, was palpable and delicious and like the most meaningful feeling. And so I feel like just that whole experience. My head is exploding with follow-up questions. I'm going to try to remember <laughs> them all. Because you brought up the casting director from Orange is the New Black and because I have the idea that we're finally going to get a casting award at yes, the Oscars, yes. I'm just – beyond thrilled about that. Same. Can you name something that you really appreciate in a casting director you've worked with where something about the way that they structure that setting helped you deliver your best work in an audition? Yes. And it's my audition for Lady Bird. So it all comes back. But I auditioned for Lady Bird in New York and um, it was the amazing team that cast for the public theater in partnership with Allison Jones, who's like a legendary yeah. casting director. And so they were casting East Coast. She was casting West Coast. And I went in across from the public um, to the, their studio. And it was just the two of them and Greta. And Greta read Lady Bird's lines. And I read Julie's lines. And Greta was like, and so have, do you ever – do you ever do musicals? Have you done musicals? Like there's a musical component to the role um, in, you know, in the play. There's a play within the movie. And um, I was kind of nervous and shy and it was Greta Gerwig. And I was like, um, I am kind of stumbled. And Jordan and Heidi jumped in and they were like, Beanie's auditioned for us before and she, she can do it and said it. And I, and Greta was like, oh, great can we do the next scene? And then we moved on and did the other scenes. And I remember just thinking like, all I need to do is listen to Greta and she'll set the tone of what she wants me to do. And that was the best audition I've ever had in my entire life. The only time that I've ever left feeling like I did the best I can do and now it's in like the universe's hands. That makes me so happy. I'll stick with Lady Bird for a quick minute because yeah. again, we're talking about Barbie a whole lot as yes. we should. That was a big first for Greta. Is there anything you saw her do on that set as an actor's director and a leader that signaled to you, like, this is only just the beginning for you. You are going to go above and beyond in this business. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Like, I, I don't I mean, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> Lucas, I remember Lucas had just looking at me when we were filming and he goes, we get to say we were in Greta's directorial debut and we both just kind of sat with it. And we were so young and, and like, I have chills even now thinking about it. She just, she is a singular um, human being. And you know that when you meet her just as a person and when you get to know her and love her. But to witness her on set is to create an environment that no one else is capable of. And, and it was evident from our first day. 
I love thinking about that. I was telling Catherine this about uh, about meeting her for the first time. She was one of my first drunken interviews ever. No way. Ever at the Crosby Street Hotel for House of the Devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I will cherish that memory forever. And I do feel like those beginning experiences are the perfect way to, like, set a positive tone that, you know, could make you want to stick on a path. And I'm still here. Yeah, you're still here <laughs> and you're amazing at what you do. And Greta is, like, the... The end all. Seriously. Could could not agree with that more. From one title I love to another, you know, I have to find an excuse to bring up Book Smart. And I love asking about kind of like breaking out in this business. You could swap in another title if this one doesn't apply, but I always like asking about it because I feel like from the outsider perspective, it could be very different from what the person experiencing the breakout is really going through. So can you give me a misconception about having a breakout movie in Hollywood, but then oh. also something that did change for the better because of how well Booksmart was received? I think, well, just speaking to uh, questions we've gotten today for Drive Away Dolls, like people keep saying, what drew you guys to this role when it was pitched to you? And we're like, we all had to audition and we were fighting like hell to be in this movie. So Mm -hmm. I think also maybe a misconception is that people don't like auditioning. Um, But most of the actors I know, and I can just speak for myself, when you audition and then you are lucky enough to get the role, there's a comfort in that because – they know what you're going to do. They're just they're not just projecting mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Um, and so there's maybe that's a misconception. Yeah. Does that answer the so question? It does. Someone once also said to me about auditions, like there's often no point in getting bummed about it because it's not like the experience and the lessons learned just vanish. Like you, even totally. if you don't book the role, the experience of acting in that audition carries on to your next thing. Uh, you get to act. That's like a great thing. But also for me, I always try to think like it's the best day of someone else's life. So I think that's a nice way to put it. What a nice thing to think about. I love it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bad. Wait, so now I need the other half of my, my question there. What is something specifically about Booksmart that changed for the better for you because of how well that movie was received? Oh, because of the movie's yeah. reception. I was going to say uh, sisterhood, um, like life-changing sisterhood um, in all, the, all three of the women that made the movie. Um I mean, Katie Silberman's daughter was my bride, uh, was my flower girl, and Caitlin was my bridesmaid, and it, I mean, just family. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I don't know. It feels a weird to answer that question, but um, I mean, just I hope more comedies for women, and I get to be in one right now on Driveway Doll. So that's yeah. that's just showing people we can we can always do it. You know, what you just brought up is making me think of something else because you've you've always surrounded yourself with with good friends who are also collaborators in this business. And I think one of the most important things anyone can find here is someone that is like a long lasting creative partner. So for someone newer in the business who wants to find their people, Mm. what would you recommend they do to find their people? Well, I was pretty lucky in that I went to literal high school with a lot of my people. But I I do think like 
I'm in this industry to um, create community and to collaborate. And what I love about being on a set is that like you literally cannot do it by yourself. And any actor who thinks that they're that that's why people are there is kind of a rude guy, in my mm. opinion. Um, and I think the best work I've ever been a part of is the most collaborative work I've ever been a part of. And like I wouldn't exist in what I get to do without the people that I've gotten to be uh, in process with and, and collaborate with. Um, so I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, that's what I, that's why I'm here. Part of the reason why you're one of my favorites, I love filmmaking families and people who respect the value of it. And it's just been so abundantly clear from you and also the people you surround yourself with. Oh, well, thank you. I think like, yeah, why else are we like doing the whole like humans on earth thing if it's not to make good things and decisions and families and communities and chosen or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. I think that's kind of the joy, Literally. the joy of it all. Always at the top of my mind. Um, to touch on a couple of other titles here, of all of your earliest projects, which one would you say helped you put into focus the most, the types of stories you would want to tell going forward, and also the types of onset environments you would want to work in? I'm sorry, but Lady Bird. I'm sorry to keep bringing it back. But I love that. Though. I think like if you think of your life as a timeline, I don't know. I'm a very visual person, okay. and like, you know, you think of moments that have changed your life. In my career, I think that Lady Bird is like the the the, the biggest sort of like etch on the timeline of just changing my whole life. And again, Greta just is the best. She did something that she shouldn't have been capable of doing with like the time and the money and and she made it such a sacred space. Who directs in a prom dress other than Greta Gerwig? I mean, you know what I mean? Like she got in there with us and danced with us and cried with us and laughed with us and was just very much um unafraid to be herself in that process of directing. Mm, I can only hope that more actors out there have that like pivotal first experience that creates <laughs> such too. a solid foundation and as I you also go think, forward. Like in my experience, actors make great directors. <laughs> um, I, I feel I <laughs> very lucky to have gotten to uh, be a part of a lot of those projects. I don't want to put you on the spot with this follow-up, but is that of interest to you? One day, you okay. know, I think I, I one day. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. Keep, keep the doors open. I love developing and I love producing. I got to produce um, Impeachment mm -hmm. and be one of the producers on that, which was such a, like, a, its own life-changing experience. Um, and I love being on that side of it. So, yeah, never I'm say never. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting Thank for you. it. More of it, please. Um, here's a really big question, but again, to try to highlight more titles here. Of all of the actors you've ever worked with, can you name someone with a very similar process to your own, where the second you met, you were immediately in sync? But then I also want the opposite. Someone who challenged you to adapt and try something new and for the better. Okay, I know the adapting because she and I laugh about this all the time, which is Sarah Catherine Paulson. Um, Paulson is um, relentless in her quest for authenticity and is one of the single most brilliant people I've ever been around. Also one of the best friends you could ever have in your life. And I think that um, she pushed me in thousands of ways to be better and and uh, more in process. Um, and I had never done anything like that before. So I felt so out of my league. And to have her sort of 
by my side, um, even though the characters are not by each other's sides. Um, and to witness her process was like so different from my own, but so incredible. And then the most similar, um, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. That makes I mean, sense. we from the moment we met, it was just like two halves of a whole. So I, yeah. What a beautiful to be way Caitlin. to describe it. Both both favorite past ladies' night guests too. Oh, the exceptional! Best. The best. I'm taking Mama Nems to see Sarah's show tonight too. Oh. Very excited. Okay, we can talk about it off camera, but you're <laughs> gonna lose wait. your mind. Cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Um, a broader question to start to teeter into driveway dolls a little. Cause I watch Please. a movie like this and I'm like, like you just have to be like a really fearless performer to be able to bring a vision like this to screen. So can you recall like one of the first times you felt inspired to take a risk, whether it was because you saw someone else you admire do it or you tried yourself and it worked out? Um, that's a great question. Yeah, the character is so unapologetically abrasive and fearless, um, which definitely 100% came from the way it was written on the page. Like, Ethan and Trish just etched this fully realized, uh, amazing human being that I got to inhabit in this movie. Um, but I think my mom, honestly, is that allowed to be an answer? I'll take that answer. Um, my mom is the most unapologetic queen you will ever meet. She's magical, and she's also... Am I allowed to say batshit? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. We, we curse on ladies. Okay. It's fine. Um, my mom, Shay, as I call her, um, she is she's an icon and and just kind of like uh, my whole life just showed me that you always have to be yourself and that's all we can do. And she gets shit done. My heart is so full hearing that. So you, so you have your mom. I'll add another layer to that. Do you remember the first time on set when you recognized the power of your own voice where you could speak oh. up and change something in a project for the better? Um, yeah. I I think on impeachment, there was um, – the stakes were just so immensely high. Like Monica is a person who is living, who was a part of our project, who is a dear friend of mine, and um, – I desperately wanted to rewrite her story for people um, and represent her to the world in a light that hopefully is different than they might have assumed or digested at the time. Um, and there were moments in that process. I mean, we were contending with like pre-vaccine COVID and all of these things, but there was a moment where they wanted to switch the schedule um, or they had to try to switch the schedule. And I really fought for a scene to be not moved up in order to give it like the prep that it deserved um, for her. And I felt like that was a moment where I was like, this is a worthy use of, of like, I don't normally, I'm not like Suki and driveway dolls. I normally am like, okay, uh, whatever you want. But I, I had to fight for her um, through this decision. And that was a moment where I was like, that was a, a worthy reason to um, stand. Absolutely. I like that. And also, Suki is a force in this movie. And I could not get enough. <laughs> could not get enough. You also do one of the things that impresses me most when someone has a supporting role in a movie. Even though you have less screen time, you still make her feel whole and like she's driven by history, which is quite the accomplishment. I know you said she was a very well-drawn character, but is there any work you did on your own that maybe we don't see or hear about directly in the movie, but we could feel informing your performance. Oh, well, that's very kind. I mean, when you're directed by one of the most incredible bucket list, life-changing people to work with, and then that person is working with 
their own partner, both in life and creativity in Trisha Cook. Like the combination of Ethan and Trisha makes, is setting a scene where you can feel so supremely comfortable to go for it, which is like the gift of all gifts. But I feel like the only thing that I really tried to think about a little bit, and we did it when we were taking kind of the hero photo that is used of, um, there's a photo of my character Suki and Margaret's character Jamie when they were dating that then mm. gets used, I rip up and use in the film. So when we were taking those photos and we had to be in the moment where we were still a couple, I just tried to think about what their dynamic would be like because they're both such wild characters that I kind of want the prequel of them when they were in a relationship. Like, what did that look like? I said like, it to you earlier. Like, I want a prequel. I want to know where she goes after the events of this film. Yeah. I mean, like any good lesbian, I feel like she'll she'll know Jamie for a long time. <laughs> you know? like, I, I would believe that. I would believe that. Yeah. Um, to highlight Margaret and Geraldine a little bit. Please. Because, like, I watch the two of them in anything they're in. And I'm like, you, you are one of a kind. There's something about their screen presence for both of them that's just like so unique to them. I so, completely agree. Did you pick up on them doing anything on set that's like the secret sauce, something that only they do that you've never seen anyone do before? The thing about Margaret, and I, you can feel it in her performances, whether they're super dramatic or comedic, she is a live wire. There is no one more visceral and present. I mean, even when I watch her talk, like today, like she, she's the way she moves in her body and she's just so present in the moment, in the character and fearless um, in that presentness, if that makes sense. That is so brilliant. And I feel like Geraldine was doing something I had never seen from her before. I think all of us are really playing against type here, which is so fun. Um, but Geraldine can make, you know, the phone book funny and it's just about what side of that comedic lens she's asked to portray and watching her just sort of 180 from I know her more in those kind of like bigger um wackier characters and to sort of 180 into the like buttoned up zipped up uh ride of Marion kind of loosening up was um thrilling to watch. They're so brilliant. And I feel really lucky to get to support their triumphant performances in the movie. It's not an easy relationship to calibrate either. And they do it so well together. Right? Like, I love the fact that, like, they inspire change in each other, but without insisting they change who they are. Yeah. It's, which is not something we see on screen very often. I have to wind down with you. And I've gotten in the habit of always ending on this question. I warn everyone because no one likes this question, but I do think it's an important thing to think about. Okay. In this industry, we give each other awards. Very cool, very important. No one says good job to themselves nearly enough. Can you tell me something you did on a past project that you know you could look back on and say to yourself, damn, I'm proud of what I did there? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reaction I'm used to. That is uh, so hard. Um, all I want to do is like throw it back to you or like throw it to someone Pe else in the room. People have done it. And I'm glad people have done it because I've gotten better at it because I asked this question. Oh, it's a beautiful now, so. thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, oh, I think no matter what situation I'm put in, whether it's um, personal, familial, friendship, or very much so at work, I try with all that I can. I always try. I don't always succeed. You can't always succeed in this life, but I always try. And that's a quality that I 
respect in myself. That's such a beautiful answer. I have not heard someone <laughs> like, say, what have other people well, said? <laughs> I, I love that because like, I feel like that's how I operate too. Yeah, and it's not like, always... it's like, as long as you try and you try with like your whole heart, it's, yeah. it's perfectly fine to succeed or fail. I completely mm. agree. Excellent answer. Great way to end this ladies night. Beanie, congratulations on Driveway Dolls. Everything you've accomplished and everything I know that's coming your way in the future, oh, you're welcome you. back to ladies night anytime. I love ladies night. <laughs> um, and thank you for having me. And you are one of the best in the biz. So I'm really happy to see you. Thank you.